You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage. Broadway's number one fitness platform. With clients in over 20 Broadway shows and other stages across the globe, like the West End, Australia, and collegiate theaters across the country, we are your one-stop shop for all things theater and fitness. Check us out, builtforthestage.com. You'll be on your way with a one-week free trial to work with me on an interactive fitness app. All right, let's get on with our special guest as always. Colin over from the UK, currently in the West End production of Guys and Dolls, one of my favorite musicals of all time. Can't wait to hear about the different nuances of this production in particular. Um, our guest was also in the original London cast of Hamilton, and various other credits. Can't wait to chat with Leslie Bowman. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. How you going? And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> good morning, good morning. Um, so uh, first off, you know, before shows start and theater life happens, what's like a, a normal day in the life? Like, what are you up to before having to go to the theater? Well, uh, usually I'm just, uh, I like to I like to sleep, you know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, uh, in this industry, our body clock is a little bit messed up. Um, you know, getting home at midnight kind of thing. And um, then that's when I'm ready for my day to begin, really. You know, at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> I get home, I shower, I have a meal, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Got it. Um, yeah. But usually I just, I kind of get up, I chill out, I mope around the house, um, have a little smoothie. I'm having one right now, my little breakfast smoothie. Mm -hmm. um, then I just, maybe I'll hit the gym, maybe I'll go and play some basketball. Um, I like to do stuff that doesn't have anything to do with work, yeah. really. You know what I mean? Cool. Um, yeah, I just hang out and then I head to the theater for six o'clock and then, uh, boom, we're in. Nice. Uh, yeah, I saw that you're a basketball fan on your, your Instagram. Saw a little Kobe tribute up there. Uh, when, yeah. when did you start following basketball? Uh, I've been a Lakers fan since 2007. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's when I that's when I got into basketball. Um, obviously, recent years it hasn't been the hasn't been too great um, for the, who for the know, Lakers. Towards, yeah, for the Lakers. Yeah, towards the end of Kobe's career, and then 
you know, we had that one championship, but apart from that, it's not been the best. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, that was that was in 2020. That was the bubble year that you all won one with LeBron. Yeah, yeah, that one felt good. <laughs> that that was a little bit of a joy in the, in the midst of lockdown. So uh, yeah, yeah, I was happy about that one. Yeah. All right. So keeping on the the theme of like other things that you enjoy outside of uh, outside of theater, I'm looking at your your Twitch page. Does this mean you're a gamer, or what does this mean? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, during lockdown, I did the uh, I think what a lot of us tried to do. We all tried to become streamers, didn't we? So uh -huh. I made a little Twitch account. Yeah, but I um I game regularly. Um, that's something that I enjoy doing to wind down. Um, at the end of my day is to chill out. Well, I say that chill out, but it ends up online gaming is never chilled out. So okay, what no. uh, what it gets pretty intense there behind the trenches of the the controller. Oh yeah, it can do, it can do. What? Especially when I'm playing with my friends and you know, sometimes we're like, What are you doing? <laughs> what what's a couple of your, your games of choice? Uh my main game is Apex Legends. Um online multiplayer battle royale uh type game. Yeah. It's really fun. Um and I've also been I restarted playing The Last of Us because of the series that was out. I thought, you know, it's time to replay this game. Cool. It's few years yeah nice where are you originally from i'm from wellington new zealand okay tell me tell us about this uh instagram story post i saw from 11 years ago you sitting on a, oh yeah a curb a sidewalk yeah 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 so uh yesterday was well, actually no yeah yesterday was 11 years since i left new zealand so today is 11 years since i arrived in london um that's yeah, it's gone pretty quickly to be honest. Um, but yeah, that that picture of me sitting on the uh, sidewalk, um, that was, I, I used to do a lot of busking to find the money to do anything really, you mm -hmm. know, to do anything dance related, traveling to competitions or conventions or this kind of stuff. Um, so when I wanted to move to London, um, that was that was how I made the money to come here. I was, I spent hundreds of hours on the street. Like in, for, over my whole life, I probably spent a couple thousand hours on the street, uh, dancing. Wow. Um, and the people in New Zealand, really generous people, um, were never afraid to give money, um, which is awesome. Uh, so that, that particular day, it was raining. It was cold. <laughs> I'm sat on the floor. I've got. A, I think I've got, someone gave me a hot chocolate or something like that. Yeah, it was raining. It was cold. I was still there trying to earn some money, um, and then that ended up being the most money I ever made in one one day. Um, which is pretty cool. Nice. And then, okay, so this Lin, is like Lin Manuel tweeted that pic. Say it again. Lin Manuel Miranda tweeted that pic. Oh, um, a few. That would have been our before our first preview of Hamilton somehow he found this picture I, I don't know where he saw it or anything but he he tweeted that picture um and it went a little bit viral which is pretty cool wow what a cool yeah yeah what a cool story okay so what um like where when did you start your passion for performing because like obviously you had to feel like a calling of like this is what i want to do with my life to spend all those hours on the street like performing and, and raising funds for your your career and your studies 
Yeah. Well, I started um I started dancing at a really young age. I would think I started when I was four. Um because my older cousins did it. Um and I wouldn't say that I ever had a moment where I was like, Yeah, this is what I want to do. I just I I've, I've always felt like I never had another option. Mm. Like nothing else was ever an option, really. You know? Yeah, okay. I, for for a brief amount of time when I was 14, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to university and do engineering. And that, that was like for about two weeks. Uh-huh. But other than that, uh, I'd never really considered doing anything else. I don't know why. <laughs> but, yeah. So I guess there was no other option for me. Yeah. This was me. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes it easy on you as far as like just feeling like, yeah, this is what feels right and this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Okay. So yeah, that's why that's why I had to work so hard to to find the money and everything to make it happen. Training virtually seven days a week because I knew this is this was it. I wasn't I wasn't doing anything else, so I had to make sure that I made it because there wasn't another option. You know, mm. so I had to make it happen. I love that. Okay, yeah. so your cousins were very influential then on you because you said your cousins did it when you were younger. Yeah. So you kind of fi- you followed in their footsteps. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I used to look up to my cousins, and they um they were both doing tap dancing and stuff. Um, and obviously, little three, four year old me was like, oh, I want to do what Jason's doing. You know, so yeah. My mom took me along and, um, yeah, it's never, never stops then. Cool. And okay. So you, you moved from New Zealand to London 11 years ago. When you get to yeah. London, you start studying in school first. Is that what you first were going to London for? No. Uh, so I, well, yeah, I, um, I moved here to go to a drama school called Lane Theatre Arts, uh, which is, I've been offered a scholarship, um, which was a massive, massive help if i didn't have that scholarship there was no way um no way my family could afford the training you know um so thanks betty lane for that (laughs) um yeah so she offered me a scholarship um and i trained for three years mostly in dance um we did some acting and singing as well but at that time the college was very much focused on dance um so i did that for three years and then been working since professionally since 2015. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So 2015, um, when you started working professionally, was it, did they roll out the red carpet for you? Were there some ups and downs to, to get there? Like what was your, your, your journey like to, to break through professionally? Yeah. So, uh, throughout my third year, I was auditioning a lot. Um, and, I always walked into a room feeling pretty confident. I was like, I'm going to be able to do whatever they throw at me. Mm. But I kept getting cut and cut and cut and cut and cut over and over and over again. And it got to a point where <laughs> I think I, I got cut from Wicked, a Wicked audition first round. And I was livid. I was fuming. Um, and the dance, I think she's the dance captain, or whoever took the audition, she ran over to me and was like, it was great. Just come back next year 
for whatever reason that might have been it might have been because the track they saw me for wasn't available or whatever reason it might have been but i was furious <laughs> I, I was i found a corner in covent garden somewhere and i just sat down and i cried for a little while mm. um because i was so angry i was like what am i doing wrong like, what's going wrong for me here mm. the next week i had an audition for a show called thriller which was an mj type of show and i was like yeah i'm not not getting this i'm making sure and then uh i'm actually wearing it right now <laughs> yeah yeah so I've, the next job i got that one because i was i wasn't having it got it no. okay. <laughs> okay so you you obviously you know you were you had uh faith belief in your talents and yeah. for you you kept showing up to the room just saying like it's just a matter of time like this is great yeah. this is crazy like i got a book eventually yeah okay so and i know that doesn't happen for everybody you know like i don't people shouldn't expect to leave drama school with a job already you know what i mean that's mm -hmm. that's not a realistic expectation for everybody you know um so a lot of people put pressure on themselves to say oh i don't have a job yet i don't have a job yet but the job's gonna come eventually i know people who left college without a job and there's here they are today working non-stop you know what i mean so yeah that was just the pressure i personally put myself under um but yeah what was the what was the year that hamilton started over in london it was 20 it opened in 2017 yeah okay so i guess that's is that two years after thriller yeah okay so yeah so i um yeah i opened the show almost exactly two years after i opened in thriller okay with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And what was that, you know, experience like? There's this huge craze about this show called Hamilton in the States, and it's coming to London. Did you know much about it going into the audition, or or what was your experience with it? Um, I, I knew it was big. I didn't know, I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know anything about anything. I just, I've been told that it was huge yeah. and that the entire industry was going to audition because it was the biggest thing that's ever come over. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go in for this. I don't know what I'm getting into. <laughs> but sure. I listened to the soundtrack and I went, oh, you know, this is pretty cool. I, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> nice soundtrack. Um, and the night before my first audition, I broke my collarbone. Um, so I was at Thriller, I was doing warm up, I messed up a flip, um, and I landed straight on my uh, shoulder. And the 
my range of movement and my right arm was almost nothing like without excruciating pain but i, I was like i want i want to do this audition i want to get this job so i went the next morning i, let, I got out of hospital at 1 30 a.m and i had my audition at 10 a.m i went anyway because i was like oh i might as well just go because otherwise i'm just gonna miss out completely so i went and of course all the choreography was like swinging your right arm around and weight bearing on your right arm. I never felt anything like it. The pain was excruciating and it didn't heal properly for like eight months after that. <laughs> okay. So when you, you pushed through, like you, you didn't yeah. say like, I guess I can't do it. You're like, all right, screw this. Like I'm just going to fight through the pain. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, how painful was he was in the room with me and I kept looking over at him like for any kind of support. <laughs> and he just kept shaking his head going, I can't help you, man. Oh my god. Okay. What would you like rate the pain? Like ten out of ten? Oh, when I got to like weight bearing stuff, yeah, it was it was beyond ten. Wow. And Is that and that was the first round. So like yeah. You made it through, I'm assuming. And then how, how much more auditioning did you have to do? And how did the collarbone continue to affect you? Yeah. So we did like, at this point, we did four days straight. Um, <laughs> no, maybe, maybe three, three days, three days straight. Yeah. So the next day it was just singing. So I got a bit of a reprieve. The day after that, we did four different combinations in one day. And at this point, Steph Clemens, who was the associate choreographer, I think she'd realized something was wrong. <laughs> mm. Um, I, I briefly mentioned, I was like, Oh, by the way, I've got, I've hurt my shoulder. And she said, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> do you and think, that was that. Were you, were you, do you think you were like grimacing and in, in pain as you're doing the combos and they would see I must have been. No matter how good my, I thought my poker face was, I, I must have been. Yeah. And okay. So when they came over to you, and and they said they said yeah i thought so then what you just they just let you continue or or what happened after that yeah i think at that point they were like well clearly he wants to be here so yeah go ahead yeah. have at it keep uh hurting yeah. <laughs> keep hurting your shoulder okay yeah. so uh four day three or four days of auditioning and was that all it took and you got the call and you you were cast or what was the process like I wish that was all it took. Yeah. What was the final? Um, what What else was in was uh, entailed? There? What else did we do? So we did those initial few days, and then I think they did some more auditions with seeing new people. This went on for a while, and then I got asked to do a boot camp, which is like a week long Hamilton workshop with people who are auditioning, uh, and they teach you like four numbers from the show, yeah, in four days, and then on the fifth day that we had to do a little show and tell for Cameron McIntosh, the producer. Uh, I think they had Lin-Manuel on a Zoom call or something like that, uh, watching us. Um, so that was a week of that as well. And then I think they saw more new people after that. And then I went to New Zealand for a holiday. I hadn't been home in five years, so I had to go. And that was when they had the finals. So I missed the final auditions and I was so stressed about it. Um, but at the end of the day, I was like, they've seen me for all in all two weeks. 
at least of you know seeing me do my thing like it's okay if i miss finals they've seen me yeah i just had to keep telling myself this um and then it was like another month after that that i got the call so it was a long process wow okay yeah. so you still booked it amazing okay that's so cool wow what a story what a story uh and now here we are you're in uh this epically immersive as they keep saying production of guys and dolls um what does the marketing team mean by that what's so immersive about this experience i can't wait to see it i'm going to be seeing it in uh late august and just about one month from now so it's i'm excited yeah so uh obviously guys and dolls is a show that's been done a million times you know a million times and you think oh well what can you possibly be doing that hasn't been done with this show before um and at first i didn't want to audition because i was like oh it's just guys and dolls i don't know how interested i am um, eventually i went in and did it and then we got through rehearsals and i was kind of getting a grasp i was like oh okay okay i'm glad i'm in this now because uh i think we're doing something special here so when i um first time i saw well i want to say the stage it's not even a stage the the uh i don't know what's called the pit the pit that's what it's called um which is where the immersive tickets are i was like looking around like where are we doing the show like i don't really get it uh-huh and then we saw the stage and I was like, oh, okay, okay. And I feel like it's really cool seeing that reaction from the uh, people standing in the pit with us um, each night because when the stage appears, they're like, whoa, like they don't really, I don't know. It's It seems so, it's so simple, but it seems like crazy at the same time just because it's happening in a theater, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the audience, uh, the stage moves for pretty much. Um, it's it's, it's, it's in the round, right? It's in the round. Yeah, the, it's in the round. The stage is in the middle, and it's on lifts that come up and down out of the floor. So like this, the shape of the stage changes all the time, and the audience, wherever the stage is down, can move and stand, and you're free to move wherever you like. Um, some people want to kind of stay at the back and just watch other people love to be right up next to the stage um as close as they can possibly be you know yeah um and if you were to if you were to, say if you were to go sorry to interrupt you if you were to go what's the best seat in the house do i want to do that do i want to be in that area or where would you want to watch the show from i i would stand okay yeah i mean the seats are also great um because the way it's been staged is that all four sides of the house get you know they get enough attention you know <laughs> it's the oldest like to one side but um i think with standing having the freedom to move around and see the show from whichever angle you want um i think that's pretty cool um and coincidentally they're also the cheapest tickets um which is pretty cool wow. so the, accessible. the closest tickets to the stage are the cheapest ones yeah it's kind of like the the old days right when all the yeah. the rich people would be up in the mezzanine area yeah. and all the the peasant people i guess you would say were down on the floor level yeah yeah 
you said uh, during the rehearsal process, you, you at first you were not so excited maybe about it. And then you said, oh, this this is special. What what was it that made you feel special about it? The choreography, the overall concept? What was it that opened your eyes and said like, oh, this is this is going to be something? Yeah, uh, hearing our, our director, so Nicholas Heitner, talk about the vision that he had for it. Uh, uh, straight away, we could see that he was trying to do something groundbreaking. Like it wasn't just putting on another production of Guys and Dolls. Like he was trying to do something that was going to turn heads and make people say, oh, we've got to go see this. You know? And that's exactly what he did. So we saw the the little model of the set and what it was going to look like. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, I don't know how that works. And throughout rehearsals, they'd say stuff that was, was going to happen. And to us, without any prior experience in this particular theater, we're like, how's that possible? Like, surely that doesn't work. And they were saying stuff like, oh, so lift seven and six are going to come to three foot while lift one and 12 go into five foot. And what? I'm like, what? what is going on here? None of this makes any sense. But they all, the whole creative team seemed so sure of themselves that it was going to be fine. So I was like, clearly they know something we don't. And we got to the theater and lo and behold, they did. <laughs> awesome. What's your, what's your favorite number or part of uh, the show? Um, who to perform or yeah, oh, we do a little, uh, we do a little interval show, which is not in guys and dolls. It's like a little extra mm -hmm. little bonus, um, for the people who stay around in the pit during the interval. Um, I like, I like that. That's fun. We do a little like, uh, you get to, you're dancing, you're dancing or, uh, what, what's the, what's the staging like during the interval? Yeah. So, um, We've got some incredible singing going on. Cedric Neal uh, is leading a little barbershop kind of vibe with uh, three of the other guys um, in the show. And then I get to come out and do a little bit of tap dancing, just a little short little bit, which is really fun because I've never I've never tapped in a show before. It's the first time I've ever been asked to tap dance in a show. Okay. Crazy considering it's like my biggest strength. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, is tapping your specialty? It's your is your go-to? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What 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 uh, influenced you coming up like about tap? Is, were you just naturally good at it, or was it something that you were drawn to and you just really wanted to hone that part of yeah. dance? Well, that's what my cousins were doing. They were tap dancing. Ah. So that's that was the first thing I started doing. Okay, okay. As a as a four year old. Um I guess yeah, one, I, one, I was naturally good at it. Um, two, I trained a lot. I went to classes, multiple classes a week from the age of four until 16, pretty much. Um, and then I'm watching all the old guys on YouTube. Uh, you know, none of them, most of them aren't with us anymore, but like Sammy Davis Jr., Gregory Hines. Know, these kind of old dudes, Jimmy Slide, watching their styles. I just always found it fascinating. Um, how it's something so simple, just like a bit of metal on your feet. How you can, there's so many things that they were doing. Um, so yeah, I've, I've always loved it. I'll always love doing it. Um, yeah. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, As we wrap up, if you were able to talk to yourself 11 years ago, or maybe just someone else in your same shoes right now, a younger person, um, now knowing what you know, what would you say to yourself to get you through these tough moments that you're about to encounter? Um, you got to just keep your chin up, keep your chin up, never be disheartened. Uh, things aren't always going to go your way. Well, they never would do for anybody, you know, things will never always go your way. But if you keep your chin up and you keep going forward and you say, like you, if you know you want it, you grab it with two hands and you don't let go and you say, I want this and you put in the work and you dedicate yourself you will get what you want. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. Nice. All right. Let me, uh, I'm going to do a little fun thing to wrap up our, our, uh, discussion. We call it the BFTS hot seat. It's, uh, no, nothing intimidating. It'll be like (laughs) movies, music, maybe video game stuff. Who knows? We'll see. Cool. Yeah. Right. All right. Here we go. All right. So BFTS hot seat, uh first thing let's go food i'm a little hungry so let's go um breakfast are you a breakfast are you a breakfast guy no okay you're a lunch guy then maybe like a brunch type of situation love brunch yeah all right so let's go with um are you gonna go for brunch and have a a sandwich or like a bowl of some sort like a rice bowl with like maybe some meats vegetables sandwich or bowl let's go with sandwich that. okay what's on the sandwich probably bacon eggs mushroom grilled onions maybe some cheese uh, sounds real healthy doesn't it no it sounds <laughs> no it sounds amazing are we going bagel or are we going what, what are we going for the sandwich like, i reckon i'd have to go for like a thick thick white bread okay amazing yeah okay cool um you flip on the the television and a movie comes on what is that movie that like you got to keep on you got to watch it no matter how many times you've watched it star wars episode three okay star wars okay great um you are starting out your your day and you need to vibe you need to have a good day you need to have the good energies flowing what's like one of your go-to songs to get you in that group uh 
Alexa play Barcelona by Coda the Friend. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, <laughs> you have a time machine. Um, is there any like time period and place that you would want to go? Oh, that's so tough. <laughs> uh, Rome in 237 AD. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Wait, why so specific? What, what, uh, what's that about? Uh, well, first of all, I'm like future or past. Like, that's crazy. Uh huh. Which way would I go? Uh, and two, the Romans were fascinating, and I would love to see what kind of stuff that actually figured out before the civilization collapsed. So yeah. That. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, if you're an animal, you're reincarnated as an animal, what animal would you be and why? Um, a leopard, because they're super cool. Okay. <laughs> if you got to cast yourself in a show that's either running now or has in the past, what show would you want to do? Um, I mean, if I had the vocal capabilities for it, which I don't, I would cast myself as Jesus and Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, there we go. Sweet. All right. Nice job. You're off the hot seat. That was awesome. Um, Leslie, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, get to chat with me and to share your story with our audience. It's an amazing one. You're super inspiring. Uh, congratulations on your resiliency. And I can't wait to see the show. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to meeting you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right. All right, everyone. Leslie Bowman from the cast of Guys and Dolls over in London. Make sure you check out Leslie on Instagram. Give him a follow, Leslie G. Bowman. I'll put that in the description of this episode. We'll be sharing plenty of it on our Instagram at Bill for the Stage. So if you want to get connected with Leslie, make sure you do so. I'm Joe Roscoe with Bill for the Stage. Actors or athletes, train like one. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.